0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking About Rock. I'm Rob Edwards in Buffalo. Well, this week's been pretty busy in Rock and Roll. We saw some new releases come down the pike. We got new music coming out from Def Leppard, new releases from Joan Jett as they both get ready for the stadium tour coming up this summer. I'm sure we're all looking forward to that. And we saw some releases from Brian Adams also and Nazareth coming back into the pack, which was kind of nice. Really,
1: Nazareth, wow.
0: Yep. Also, we have uh, the Scorpions who are going to be starting their residency in Las Vegas, I believe starting this weekend at the Zappos Theater. Errol Smith announced they'll be returning to their residency in Las Vegas, which I'm sure a lot of folks are looking forward to that. So a lot of cool things going on. I myself am going to be going to check out uh, Firehouse tomorrow that will be playing their 30th anniversary wow. show at the Showplace Theater with uh, Buffalo Hall of Famer Jim Crean opening the show. So it's been kind of busy here. I know it's kind of busy for you out there too, Jerry. So what's been going on? Tell us and tell us about today's guest.
1: Um, It's always busy around here. I want to introduce Lydia's Castle, some hard rock, heavy metal artists from Nashville, Tennessee, Tanya Leanne Denton and Cody Denton. And missing today is John Waisaki, who plays drums for the band. And um, can you tell us, um, who your base player might be. Um, do you guys have an official base player? Or are you looking? Uh,
2: yeah, we have can't really announce it just yet. Uh, but yeah, we, we think we've landed on somebody that uh, is re- he's really solid. He's well known in the Nashville community. So mm-hmm. I think everybody will know who he is once we, uh, once we finally, finally announce it, but not yet. Sorry. <laughs> so you're, you're just using, it, you're just using right. a
0: session player for right now for the tracks?
2: Uh, yeah, our producer, uh, Jack Daniels, he's the one that recorded bass on the record. But um, but yeah, now we, we've finally, I think we've finally solidified a, a good lineup and the rehearsals have been going great. We've been getting, getting really tight as a band. Uh, so I think we've made the right decision. We just can't announce the decision just yet, but uh, it's coming.
1: Okay. Can well, you give us players out there? That's for sure. I saw about four bass players in local Nashville rock acts out at Judas Priest on Wednesday night. So um, they are certainly plentiful
0: around Nashville. Yeah. yeah.
3: There's no shortage.
0: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so, so, can you guys give us a little background here in, in Buffalo about the band a little bit to tell our listeners uh, how you guys came about, maybe a little bit?
3: Yeah sure. Uh, So we originated in 2019. Um, Cody and I started writing around then, um, especially during the Safer at Home shutdown. Uh, We started, uh, you know, developing the Lydia's Castle sound and music. And then um, once the world started opening back up again, uh, we were like, hey, we should find some other members to, you know, accommodate um, this music and, and start writing with some more people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just started putting our music out there, trying to find some players. And we found uh, John Wisaki, who... Um, Previously was the original drummer for Stained and Soil. Uh, He loved the music, wanted to be a part of it, and that's kind of how Lydia's Castle, the members, started. And um, we played our music out first, you know, before we hit the studio, just to kind of beta test it, see how people really responded to it. We got a great response and uh, we decided to go into the studio um, this past uh, Christmas and that's um just kind of how all of this unraveled we've been doing the hired gun thing for bass players um just because we really wanted to make sure that 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 next member we found you know was going to be the right person we didn't want to rush it and uh, ever since we put our music out it was like the flood the bass floodgates opened (laughs) <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and now and we're like wait we have we have a lot of choices and so uh, a lot of
2: really good
0: choices too.
3: yeah so many amazing players here in Nashville really yeah that's good fun. I know it's
0: kind of hard to find the right fit especially for a base player a lot of times it can be a challenge
2: yeah you got to find a base player that understands their role um but also uh, you know the hang's got to be there you know okay. everyone's got to get along and I think that's, that's about 80% of it is, is personality.
3: Right.
1: Well, Rob and I always say chemistry is a big part of it when it comes to a rock and yeah. roll. And so
2: chemistry is a big part of everything.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: What's that?
2: Chemistry is a big part of everything.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You have to along. That's for sure. Yep. So tell us about the video falling into place. I guess I haven't seen or heard where that was actually filmed. Yep. Uh, can you tell us um, where you guys found the jail to um, to do all this great video footage?
2: Yeah, it's a company you know, that it's a company that has a building. Um, man, I can't remember what the street name is, but if you go up sixty five north, it's on the Wedgwood Avenue exit, and it's this abandoned warehouse type of uh, type of deal i think they used to make paint there like it's there's a,
3: an old paint factory an
2: old paint factory or whatever you want to call it i mean there's tons of barrels of paint everywhere but they uh they turn certain rooms of this warehouse into uh movie sets so they have one that's the the jail and the warden's office set and then they also have uh a hotel room set, which looks amazing, uh, and they have like removable walls, so that way you can like get the right the right angle. It's it's awesome, and there's there's dozens of these types of sets. Um, but I think the the studio is called Warren Studios. Um, mm-hmm. If you just look them up, they have a ton of a uh, ton of pictures of all their sets that you can use. Um, <clears throat> But the 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 way that this video came about, we were originally going to ha- go with another plan. Uh, we were going to do something in the woods and with creepy fog and stuff. But we didn't think it fit the vibe of this song. Uh, and also, it was February, and it, so it was like twenty degrees outside. <laughs> and we
4: were, we were going to do it.
2: We were like, "Oh, let's do it at night in February." Uh, okay, yeah, it's freezing, so no. Yeah. Uh, so we found, <laughs> we found the picture. Uh, this picture of this. Uh, prison setting we're like oh let's do a jailbreak you know uh i think tanya found it and we were both brainstorming ideas we were just on fire with it we're like oh let's do this let's do that and i think we planned out the whole video within five minutes yeah Uh, yeah it looks like you guys
0: yeah it looks like you guys had a lot of fun with that for sure well we've seen the audience enough i think with that let's take a quick pause and we'll play the uh, video for falling into place here on talking about rock from lydia's castle sounds good Okay, we're back here on Talking About Walk with Lydia's Castle. Just checked out the video for Falling Into Place. Sounds like an amazing spot there uh, with different sets. I'm sure a lot of people must take advantage of that for sure.
2: Yeah, I think uh, there's, I mean, we were there and there was two other bands that were uh, showing up from with bands and trucks full of gear from SR. Oh, so so you almost like,
0: on like a waiting line for that, huh? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, we we showed up, and then all of a sudden, the everybody kind of pulled into the parking lot, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing a video over here. We're doing a video over there. So it's, 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 it's <laughs> cool, cool. cool. Yeah. you know, everyone's doing something. So, like, you feel like you're a part of it, and well, because you are. But, you know, it's cool. It's what we always wanted to do.
1: Well, Nashville's a busy place when yeah. it comes to filming and videos and, and rock bands, so. Yep. Um, so tell me about this signature hair, this red hair. How long have you had this red hair? Is it, is it the feature that um, uniquely identifies the band? And if not, what would you say uniquely identifies the band? Do people remember Lydia's Castle by the, uh, the woman who, with the red hair that sings lead vocals? Or do they actually remember the name of the band? to be a huge part of it I would
3: imagine. (laughs) Yeah so uh, to answer your first question um, the red hair I've had since the um, goodness I want to say I'm going on about a year Mm -hmm. a year or two with it Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason why I started doing it was I just wanted to completely brand myself in a way that was gonna be different you know I wanted something that was gonna be real fierce and strong. And I feel like red is that for me. And um, and it's funny that you ask this because I, I went to go see 10 years and black map at basement earlier this week.
1: Yes, I saw your post.
3: Yeah. And so while I was there, um, you know, I networked so hard that, uh, I ran into some people that knew me and I didn't quite know them. And, uh, she said, Oh my gosh, your hair is as red as it is in your photos. Like I thought that maybe you might have, uh, you know, edited it to be that touched, red. touched it up
0: a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. And, uh, and I go, you know, man, this red hair it's like I'm noticed everywhere and she was like I'll be real honest with you she's like I saw your face before I saw your hair and I knew that it was you so it made me feel good that you know yeah I have this red hair but it's not just like my my look um but as far as like what this look is for Lydia's castle and what really gets us noticed um I would probably say that is probably (laughs) Yeah, it, it,
2: that's a big. That's a big factor in it. I mean, that's that would be the first thing I would latch on to is like, oh, it's a band with the with the chick with the red hair.
3: Yeah, yeah and people say that all the time. But it was nice to hear at Basement East somebody saying, oh, hey, like I I noticed your face before I noticed your hair. But um, yeah, that's kind of the signature look. Is you know, um, on stage I would do all black, all the whole band all black, and let the hair kind of breathe. Um, I'm going to shake things up a little bit different, though, this year with, with what, what we're doing on stage. And I don't want to spoil it because I know you're going to come to the EP release party.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I had a feeling that uh, something was in the works with you. So.
3: Oh, yeah. So I, I've got you I always got some know reason. how
1: to shake it up.
3: Yeah, I've got some really cool ideas. We're going to we're not just going to do. Well, I'm not going to just do an all black thing. So it's going to be cool.
0: Cool. So we are going to see more material coming out from you guys because we got the two tracks and you're know, going to be releasing the EP. So that's, that's excellent. Yeah. I, I love the energy behind the music. I love, I love the groove, you know, behind it. It's, it sounds great.
3: Thanks, man. Yeah, we have a uh, one more single we're going to drop before the EP and it's going to come out on April uh, 8th. Yeah, April 8th, and um, the song is called Search for You. We're going to start advertising it and doing pre-saves on Monday, Um, but just like the rest of our uh, release plan, we're going to release the uh, the song on April 8th, and then we have another video for that song as well on April 15th that will come out, and then afterwards, we're going to be releasing the EP on May 8th. Um, which is the day after our release show at the end in Nashville on May 7th.
1: And how many songs are on the EP? Five. Five. Songs, yeah. Five.
0: Yeah.
3: So there will be two more songs on there that nobody has heard.
0: Nope. Oh, sounds good. Cool, cool. So, well, we're really looking um, forward to new material for sure.
3: Yeah, this song is by far probably my personal favorite. Um, you know, I think Phoenix kind of showed all sides of the band. Um, And then falling into place was just kind of like a soccer punch to the gut. You know, a very Skid Row, slave to the grind, slap in the face. And then uh, you turn around and you have a song like Search for You, which is, I think, personally, just the home run out of all three. Um, So I'm very, very excited to share it with you guys.
0: Cool, cool. Sounds
3: good.
1: Cool. um, I saw you perform Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Was that last week or two weeks ago now?
3: I can't even keep track.
1: Uh, Time Um, is is an illusion. (laughs) At the uh, Women to the Front show, it was a Wednesday night at the Mercy Lounge, and that was kind of a different side for you, I thought. Um, You're usually out there raging and rocking. Um, So did John Nicholson of Not Your Nails pick that song for you, or did you pick that song because it has special meaning to you or it's just one of your favorites?
3: Yeah, so the way that these shows work um, is you kind of sign up for three songs that you really like off the list. Um, I want to say that it was my third choice on the list, but I wasn't upset about it either because I put the song on my list because I'm used to singing, you know, Hailstorm, Death tones In This Moment, and doing Fleetwood Mac, you know, Stevie Nicks, was just a very set um, step back from what I'm used to doing, which was nice because it allowed people to see a different side musically that I also don't do. Um, so he did end up choosing choosing it, but ultimately it was something on my list.
1: And then you did that, um, that ode that um, shout out at the end to the Ukraine and the Ukraine, yeah. um, I gotta say that, um, probably bothering a lot of us and keeping a lot of us up at night and um, that was uh, very admirable Admirable, I thought and it was good to see that uh, people were keeping um, the Ukraine in their minds at that show. So
3: that was really important to me and something as a musician and a front woman of a band just being the face I want to move into stuff like that politically to make a stance on what I feel is, you know, right in the world. And the whole show itself is women to the front. It's about empowering women. It's about um, inspiring them and recognizing them, Uh, you know, unity. And I think what better women to recognize than the women in Ukraine right now, who are, you know, out, and doing the hardest things that are what's best for their families right now you and know
2: most of them are trying to flee you know go across the border to poland and and wherever else they can go trying to take their kids well they're uh, you know for a lot of them their husbands or boyfriends or partners you know they're staying back and yeah. fighting. they're fighting to protect their their history their homes you know exactly uh they you know everything so it's it's a it's a we have to remember that we're very lucky here. Uh, there's a lot of things that we could definitely work on for sure, um, and we're not perfect. But at the same time, I don't really know too many other places that I would rather, honestly, you know, live in the in the world. Um, right. you no, know, I think that we should be proud that we're in, you know, happy that we're in the country that we're in. Yeah, there's in, there's definitely things like I said. We got we to change some things, but at least we're not dealing with that. And I think it's important to remember that we're lucky. And I think by Tanya showing that support for Ukraine, uh, hopefully... Hopefully the message got across that we're really lucky to not be in that situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I
3: was really, I was real nervous to, so what I did for people who weren't at the show is I um, put peace signs on my hands and then um, draped yellow ribbon and blue ribbon down on my arms. And at the end of the song, I just kind of held my hands up and allowed, you know, that to speak.
1: Um, there's a video of it. on talking about rocks. So
0: I did get the whole thing.
3: Oh, awesome! That's
0: yeah, yep, yep. So, speaking of videos, we wanted to backtrack a little bit. I know you brought it up just briefly. Your first release, "Phoenix," there was a great song. It definitely got everybody's attention. I think. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, so um, the idea behind Phoenix, uh, we shot it in a warehouse and then we shot it in, um, in a trailer. And the, uh, the purpose behind the, the video stories concept is, you know, you have an abusive relationship or any kind of hard situation you're in and you rise from the ashes, you end up coming out on top. Um, so we showed that through through the concept.
0: Yeah, I really like that video. Yeah, I I love the storyline through it. So let's take a quick pause here. And we're also going to pump in the video for Phoenix here on Talking About Rock from Lydia's Castle. Okay, we're back here on Talking Route Rock, Rock with Lydia's Castle. Hey. Well, I know you shared your backstory with us um,
1: about um, Lydia, and um, I know it's probably a hard topic for you guys to talk about, um, but I, I wanted to address it here on our show because I thought maybe it might um, help other women and other people out there um, if you cared to talk about that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the name Lydia's Castle um, is a real special name to us in the band. Uh, Lydia was Cody and, and my uh, daughter who passed away unexpectedly about um, a month before her due date. And um, it was month. It was, uh, or, I'm sorry, it was a, week before, mm-hmm. a week before a week before a due date. And, um, you know, in, in, uh, in that tragic moment, we had to build our lives back up again and, and figure out who we wanted to be as people. And through that um, building us, we ended up building Lydia's Castle. Um, we decided to do music again and use, um, you know, her legacy to inspire other people in tragic um, situations to, you know, encourage them that they can, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, there, there is hope and, and beauty to be found in tragedy as long as you look for it and uh, you don't give up.
1: Sounds awesome. I, I think your story would inspire and help a lot of people. So I'm glad you shared that with us. Um, Cody, I wanted to ask you what the uh, inspiration was for your, your riffs and your solos. Do you have any favorite guitarists that you would call influences? Uh, all of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I try to take a little bit of everything from everybody. Um, but if you're asking more specifically, who did I start out with? Uh, my first influence is Randy Rhodes. Absolutely love Randy Rhodes, and so do we. Uh, he will always he will always be the pinnacle of who I've always wanted to be as a guitarist. Uh, just kind of like you know, foundation. Um, I think mainly not just for his playing, because there was obviously Eddie, there's Ingve, you know, there's everybody that's kind of in that field. You know, there's a ton of people like that. But what I loved about Randy was that uh, personal, like personally, he was always learning he was always trying to get better uh he always you know was taking guitar lessons out on on the road i mean randy rhodes taking guitar lessons like <laughs> could you imagine him walking into your store and he's like hey yeah. look, looking to get a lesson be like i should be taking lessons from you yeah i think he, right, I think yeah. he was
0: giving lessons at his mother's music school originally right? yeah uh,
2: Musonia school of uh, music or something like that um yeah, he was, he was a teacher himself, but he always wanted to learn. He, he was always humble. And I think uh, before he died, he mentioned something about wanting to go back to school to study classical guitar. So um, mainly, you know, musically, yes, he influenced me. But also personally, he just influenced me as well as far as always want, willing to learn and get better. Um, so he's always gonna be the top at least top three in my book um but i also love hendrix i love all those guys i i grew up on the 60s 70s and 80s as a collective whole before i moved on to 90s and you know yeah so many
0: of those guys it's just a wonder what they could have done if they would have been around longer you know what what else would have randy would have brought to us you know what else would have jimmy would have brought to the world of music it just boggles the mind that you know gone too soon you know yeah i think jimmy
2: would have moved on to be a producer because he was uh, he was wanting to produce Terry Kath from Chicago before uh, before Jimmy died, and he was Terry Kath was going to go do his own thing. He's going to do his uh, his own trio at some point, and then he unfortunately died as well. Um, but yeah, Terry Kath is another huge influence. I love that guy. Um, amazing Ray Charles esque voice, but just crazy manic guitar playing, and not to mention that the very first record, uh, the Chicago Transit Authority. He didn't know how to how to read or write a lick of music but he came up with all of those horn parts by just mouthing it to the horn players and they transcribed it and then they went and recorded the song so that terry kath not many people i mean people know about him but that that guy was a sick genius and he recorded <laughs> seven seven amazing records with uh, with chicago so very blessed yeah. that.
1: great band so we've heard a couple of bangers here for the first two releases um is the, uh, the next release going to show a softer side of you, much like um, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac? Or um, do you guys have any, um, what you would call ballads, I guess, in the uh, world?
2: Yes, Search for You won't be that. Won't be quite uh, dreamsy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have songs that are kind of like that. And especially now that we're, we're writing as a cohesive unit rather than you know putting parts together to make a song. Uh, Now that we have a bass player, um, our style is going to change, you know, and that's that's kind of the evolution of any band. Um, So what what you hear on this EP might not be what you hear on the next one. And I think that's kind of what we strive to do, at least me personally. Um, I want to make sure that we stretch out as much as we can. We keep our musical integrity in, in check and we try not to be a parody of ourselves. Right. I think there's a lot of bands that say, well, this is my sound. I got to do that. Well, no, you don't. I mean, you get you just do what you want to do, regardless of what it sounds like or what genre it is. It's still you Right. So offer what you have in your head. And if people dig it, great. And if not, then there's plenty of other music in the world. But
3: but where it goes, we have no idea.
0: Where it goes, no one knows. <laughs> so, so I'm assuming if the if the EP does does good, is the goal then to release a full album after that?
2: Uh, that's definitely not out of question um we're kind of trying to decide how how the market works nowadays i mean not that that really matters i mean for me personally i would love to put out a full length but
3: it's just not an albums world anymore unfortunately yeah. you know we've moved away from cds to streams and honestly it's more of a, a singles world and when you look at it like that it's more of a, an ep ballpark kind yeah of playing we've yeah now. we've definitely <laughs>
0: seen that with uh, the streaming shirt sure folks doing that and they release like a couple a couple singles from you know whatever's gonna be the complete project whatever and then finally release the complete project. It's so great to see you guys doing videos and stuff like that though. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I, the best it.
3: part. I grew
0: up on MTV. <laughs> I grew up on MTV and head VH1. And,
2: Well well yeah VH1 a little bit, but like Headbanger's ball headbanger's like, ball, that's yeah. That's oh, yeah. 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 I remember a kid, you know, just staying up until late really late just watching a bunch of music videos and and yeah. you know
0: and they, they had so many good concerts on there i remember watching judas priest and watching ozzy know. and on on you know when they played music right <laughs> yeah I mean, unfortunately
2: there's not really a medium or unless you have cable i think there's a channel called access tv where you can uh get concerts and music documentaries but unfortunately there's just nothing out on basic cable or or anything Anymore, as far as TV goes, about music, you have to go. Reels,
1: reels is another one. Yep.
2: Reels. R
1: E E L Z. Yeah. Where Where, they? Where do you find that at? Um, it's on Xfinity here at the house. Okay.
3: That's probably why we don't pay for. uh, Yeah, we don't
1: have. Yeah. I think you to get it through uh, Roku as well.
0: As oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. you can. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. There's there's documentaries and all kinds of stuff coming out on there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we had somebody who gave us advice. They were like, "Don't do, you know, um concept videos. They're not in. People don't really like them. They don't watch them." We were like,
0: uh,
3: no, what we're totally doing a Where do you come from? I was like, concept <laughs> videos were so cool. Well, concept videos
0: are so fun. Who did, Who? Did, I'll ask you this. Who did the funnest videos, in your opinion, I have my own, who did the funnest videos in the 80s on MTV? Uh, well. Um, you thought? Well,
2: I got to think about that for a second. All right. Okay. While well, you're no, thinking, no, I'll no, give no, you my answer. My
0: answer would be David Lee Roth, funnest videos. Oh, yeah, ever. yeah. Well <laughs> yeah, I
2: was gonna say I was gonna say um, jump that, that was probably a really fun video to do because like you're on this huge stage with all of your production and I mean it's it's just simple shots you're just on stage and whatever you're but you're having fun they look like they were just having a blast yeah. oh yeah <laughs> um, I don't know behind the
3: scenes rose videos were always my favorite
2: yep um, good choice there's a there's a video out that came out probably about ten or twenty years ago from a band called OK Go. I guess it wasn't twenty years ago. It was, man, how old am I? Whoa. Okay, so maybe it was maybe it was about like ten or fifteen. Like I'll say fifteen. Let's put it down here.
4: So about fifteen years
2: ago, there was a band called OK Go, and uh, that was when YouTube was starting to come around. And they did this music video. It was all one shot. But they lined up four treadmills, and each of the band got on the treadmills, and it was like a side view. And they did this whole choreographed like dance and like like jumping like from from treadmill to treadmill, and like doing this whole thing. It was just one shot.
4: Oh and I remember, oh. think,
2: I remember thinking, like, man, these <laughs> videos have to be like that. They have to be. And none of them played any instruments. How
0: many how it. many retakes you guys think that took?
3: I was, oh, say, I, yeah. I, how how. Good of shape do you have to be in? It? Or, I'm, just out. Just, uh, I'm not doing that. Right,
2: right. <laughs> It's very graceful though, but that kind of gave me the, that was my first uh, look into like, man, you got to make music videos fun and worth yeah. watching. You know, there's nothing wrong with a performance video. I mean, we, I mean, we kind of did a performance video ourselves, but we mixed concept in it. But yeah. I just, I think what we want to do, we just kind of want to go against the grain. Uh, of what's going on nowadays. If everyone's doing a performance video, then I guess we're doing a concept.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love I love seeing the little story videos like that. I think it's interesting. It's cool. I think people people still like to see that. Yeah.
3: What's cool is like you have Phoenix and it's like sixty percent band and like you know you forty percent. <laughs> thank you. You have like forty percent concept. And then what's cool about like falling into place is like we were the concept. You know, what's gonna be neat is this next video, again, it's completely different. We're talking maybe like 90% concept and then 10% band. So it's very, and we're not the concept in this one. Um, so it's, each video has been just really fun to make. We're just doing it real different in each one, so.
2: I have fun experimenting. I've always yeah. wanted to, uh, to write treatments for music videos. Anytime I listen to a song, I kind of envision it in my head like, what would that how would that video go? You know? I uh, like it. Yeah. So yeah, we're having a lot of fun.
1: So is the next video completed for the next song? Or we've, we've shot on it videos. here in the next few weeks.
3: Yeah. So it's um it's already uh, done. All the stuff has been recorded. Um and uh, like I think next Sunday we go in to just make edits to it and then it's it's ready to go.
1: Sounds good. Yeah. So, um, um, Last question here. Can you take us inside the songwriting process? How does that work? Do you each bring a piece to the table as an individual band member or do you all sit in a room together and, um, and work as a team or send files electronically? Um, how does it work? Maybe everything all and above? <laughs> the answer to that question is yes.
3: <laughs> all the above <laughs> we've we've had so we we have like a couple different ways um we've had it to where cody's come in with a guitar riff and we've written to that uh we've had it where john started with a drum beat one of our songs did and we wrote to that um i'll come in and say hey i have this like vocal melody and we've written to that there's no like one way that we write it's just What's great about being in a band with everybody who is a, who is so talented is that each person can bring something, and there's no wrong way to write it. We just, and the chemistry is so great that it all just literally falls into place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's where you got the song title from.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It it. Falls
2: um, but yeah, so we we do that. And we also. Phoenix actually started off as a demo and Search For You started off as a demo between Tanya and I. And um, it, the songs actually really haven't changed from the first time we demoed it out. I mean, what you hear is basically how it was, re- you know, how it was written in the first place.
3: Yeah, little um, that, like...
2: Yeah, for the most part. But um, yeah, lots of different ways of doing it. Um, and we're finding new ways of, of writing as well. Um, right. This way we kind of had to go, a weird avenue with it. We had to do demos uh, remotely, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, with not having a bass player, we kind of had to write as we recorded. Um, But this time, what I'm really excited about is getting back in the room and just hashing the songs out in the room. Together, yeah. Um, Because it's it's been a little bit since we've done that. So Mm -hmm. um, we're ready to see what else. That's why I'm saying the sound's gonna change. It's gonna be different. We're gonna write differently on this next one. And I hope that we continue to do that.
3: We just dropped a bunch of money into the uh, X32. So now, like in rehearsals, when we're all plugged into this in ear monitor, um, it's going to record our live rehearsals. So anything that we write on the spot, it's going to get captured. So, start
2: recording. Yeah, recording those, yeah. So. yeah that's nice, great, great idea.
0: yeah that's great to attack it from all kinds of different ways you, you see so many different bands grow when they started to do that when they started experimenting with different things adding different things kind of see what would happen you know in the studio you know different influences and you know an older bands would sometime bring in even you know different writers like you know example Aerosmith would bring in Desmond Child and do some stuff to bring them back, you know, back to where they were, but.
2: Arguably but yeah. best, some of their best stuff. I got it. I have, you have to admit <laughs> it. I mean, I know it, I know it's nineties Aerosmith, but you know, that was good stuff. I mean, no, it, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. hold a candle to rocks or toys in the attic or anything like that, but. You know, you gotta admit that was. Amazing. Oh yeah, I, w-
0: I was at the permanent vacation tour when they came yeah, back. That's yeah, that's another
2: good one too. Rocks yeah. is my favorite. That's that was actually a, a huge uh, going back to your guitar riff thing. Uh, Joe Perry and Brad Whitford were always it for me, them and like Jimmy Page and whatever. But Rocks was was the the record. That's that's got. Oh, yeah. That's got to be my at least top
1: five, mm-hmm. top five all day. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites too. I think it's their best by far. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us what's going on at the end on May 7th one more time. Yeah so, playing with. yeah,
2: so May 7th at the end, um, it's going to be Lydia's Castle. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a villains. show with True Villains. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, Voltage Hawk. So True Villains and Voltage Hawk are going to be uh, joining in on the fun with us. It's going to be a great show. Um, it's going to be $10 in advance and $12 at the door. You can buy your tickets now at endnashville.com. You buy it directly from the end. Um, it's you know it's it's going to be a good show. We have a couple surprises up our sleeve, um, but we we definitely want to make this just a really really good show. Um,
3: There's a lot of exclusive stuff we're doing. Like we're going to be dropping a you know completely new like merch line. We're going to have exclusive CDs signed for people that you can only get at the show. Um, you know, I mean,
2: there's, there's some things that we're not going to do again. So, yeah. it's, you know, we, we want to stress that point that, you know, this is the show to come to. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and it, it
3: is sell out. So get tickets. <laughs> get oh, yeah. Them to it's, gonna it's, sell. it's not that big of a
1: place.
2: <laughs> 300 oh, cap with
3: two amazing, three amazing bands. It's, it is sell out for sure.
2: Well, hopefully. We'll see. Knock on wood.
1: <laughs> well that I'm sounds sure awesome it's, yeah it's going to be overflowing into the courtyard
0: i would imagine <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll play on the roof <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yep. Yeah. so if you yeah, folks course. out there want to get tickets uh you know get them now if you're in the nashville area if you if you want to know more about these guys you can check them up on their facebook page you know they're on spotify um what's what's the website the guys can folks can go to to check you out liniascastle.com
3: yep You can buy the tickets there. You can find all of our music there, Um, photos, EPK. Everything.
2: Everything. If you don't know where to go, just go to lydiascastle.com.
3: Yep.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Sounds good. And if you folks out there want to know more about us or you have questions or comments, please feel free to email us at talkingboutrock at gmail.com. Please like us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, for this interview and all our upcoming interviews, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Folks, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank, you. thank
0: you. It was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We should yeah. do this again.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah let, let us know what's going on in the future, guys.
3: Yeah, we yep. will. See you guys around. We'll
0: do. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Take care.